I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Decision 2022. Decision 2022. Primary election returns on KSL News Radio. Jeff Kaplan and Scott Simpson live on KSL News Radio with the first results from the primary election. Let's begin at the top of the ticket, the Senate race. Senator Mike Lee with 60% of the vote. Becky Edwards, 30%. Ali Isom, 9%. Scott, is this statistically significant at this point? I believe it is statistically significant for a couple of reasons. This is Davis County primarily. The biggest, the bulk of the numbers that have come in, a very large uh, set of numbers have come in in Davis County. In 2018, uh, the total number of ballots cast in Davis County was 51,000, um, which, it, it, you know, is the race that I think we could compare it to f- to make assumptions about ultimate election turnout. And the other important point is Becky Edwards and Ali Isom are both Davis County residents. This is their home turf. Okay, and uh, just the raw numbers here, Mike Lee, 35,000 votes. Becky Edwards, 18,000 votes. Ali Isom. 5,600 votes. Let's move along to some of the other national races, the congressional races. Uh, Congressman Blake Moore holding a commanding lead over Tina Cannon and Andrew Badger, 60 to 25% for Tina Cannon, 13% Andrew Badger. Uh, Chris Stewart, 72 to 27 over Aaron Ryder and Representative John Curtis with 77% of the vote to Chris Herod at 22% of the vote. Uh, do you see any anomaly as you look through the county-by-county numbers here? No, I think that's what we talked about earlier this evening. It's pretty much in line what I expected to see. Joining us live now on the KSL Newsline is the chairman of the Utah GOP, Carson Jorgensen, is joining us live. You're on the air with Jeff and Scott Simpson. Mr. Chairman? How are you tonight, guys? How are you feeling tonight? You're the chairman of the Republican Party, and you're going to know who you're working for or working with for the next several months tonight. No, it's great. Like I say, this has been a uh, a long primary season, and it's nice to put an end to the Republican on Republican violence and get to real campaign, and so we're excited for that. Mr. Chairman, I've been to that rodeo before. It is nice not to be the punching bag uh, anymore <laughs> and to move on to sort of the, the, the real business of an election. Can you answer a question for me? One of, one of the observations that I've made, and uh, primaries are always squirrely. That's just the nature of the game. But it seems like from the top of the ticket all the way down to the bottom of the ticket, you know, whether it's a local race or even the big national races, we have a lot of primary challenges going on right now. Does that say something about the condition of the Republican Party? You know, I, I think it kind of is a tale. You know, some people, that that really is the big thing right now. And here in Utah, I say a lot of people 
the Republican Party is dominant. And so you get a lot of people who may not necessarily fit the bill that some people think they should. And so that's where we're ending up with all these Republican primary challenges. And you're seeing a lot of upsets, too. So it's going to be a very interesting night to watch these numbers come in. I mean, a lot of it, yes, is hitting where our polling is. But there are some stuff that we're seeing that's like, okay, that's that's different than what we expected. And so and as you pivot from tonight until to, to toward November, what are you going to do? Are, does that challenge or does it make it difficult for you to engage with somebody who earns the nomination that maybe party structure didn't agree with? You know, yes and no. I mean, once we have our candidate, most people are good to go with it because once again, it's no longer Republican on Republican violence. It's we're playing against the other team now. And most people do usually do lay down their swords and get behind our candidates. And that's one thing I'm proud of the party for is, yes, we have our differences and it sure shows in the primary sometimes. But come the general election, we're all on the same team here. I just want to interject with some numbers. Uh, we, we didn't mention the Congressional District 4 race because we're just seeing our first numbers here. Congressman Burgess Owens, 58%, to Jay Kunsaker with 42% of the vote. And Mr. Chairman, you had suggested that there might be a surprise or two as these things have come up. Can you speak to any of those that might have been, uh, that are at this point a surprise to you? Um, nothing that's been officially released yet, you know, like they were hearing whispers of numbers, um, especially in the Utah congressional races, um, incumbent challengers that are knocking on the door. And so they say nothing that's been publicly released yet, but we are seeing some stuff that that's quite interesting. So can you tell me, what are you looking for in this pivot? Do you see fundraising being a challenge there's been a lot made of ballot security um you've you've got an independent campaign you know at the top of the ticket that's been beating up your incumbent for a little while what is the state gop going to be focusing on that is going to be one of our major focuses that pivot at the top of the ballot because we want to make sure that we we put a good strong person at the top of that ballot um tonight it's looking like mike lee's going to be that person in the party I'm here to tell you is ready to get full force behind Mike Lee and make sure that this independent at the top of the ticket stays down because we we want this and it, it helps all of our down ballot candidates as well. When we have a strong candidate at the top of the ticket whom the party is all excited for and who the momentum is behind, it drives our down ballot races and that's going to help us win some seats in the state house. And we're, like I say, we're going to focus heavy on it and we're going to win back some seats. Now, I hear I hear you saying that rising tide raises all boats. I, I'm, I'm a believer in that. I think that's true. But you do have 30% of the electorate somewhere between 30, maybe more, maybe less, that indicate or have indicated a willingness to make a change at the top of that ticket. What What's the message that you're going to take to them between now and November to get them behind your nominee? You know, like I say, we we focus big on this party is for everyone. And, and, and one thing we can focus on when it comes to this, and we're seeing it at a national level right now, is is the Constitution needs to be followed. The, the federal government is out of hand, and they are infringing on people's rights here in the state, and it is affecting us every single day because we can't get a handle on it. That is the message we have. That's the message we'll take to the people, and that's what's resonating with people right now. And they can't hardly feel afford to fill up their cars at the gas pump and they're having a hard time feeding their families 
and a lot of people are missing their rent because they're spending more of their money now on food than they ever have before. That is something that resonates at the ballot box, and that's something we're going to drive home. And as, uh, But as Senator Mike Lee looks like he's cruising to victory with 60% of the vote, he's not going to be facing a Democrat in the general election. He's going to be up against Evan McMullen. What does that look like? You know, like I say, uh, that brings a little bit different dynamic, but we're going to shape this race as it really is. And Evan McMullen has yet to engage with the Republican Party. He has caucused with the Democratic Party, and he has put the Democratic candidate off the ballot. And I think that's going to drive a lot of Democrats to stay home and not vote in November. And and that is something that we're going to exploit. Once again, this is where we are at, and that's where we're going to head because he, he is not engaging with the Republicans. He's not trying to reach across the aisle and say, I'm an independent. He's saying, I'm a replacement for your Democrat. Pick me. Mr. Chairman, just as you've been answering that question, we've had a refresh, uh, and it looks that Salt Lake County has posted, Utah County have both posted fairly significant numbers, uh, that what was a 60% margin, it actually started the night at 81 when we had just a few out of Millard County, is now showing 57%. Uh, does that worry you with a 50% margin, given the polling numbers that we've seen in those head-to-heads? This is 57% for Mike Lee. For Mike Lee, apologies, yeah, uh, for Mike Lee. Does that... Do you have any concerns uh, given the numbers we've seen projected for head-to-heads so far? No, no, we, we, we don't have any concerns there. This is something we've been prepared for, and this is something we've been watching internally for a while now. And, and the numbers are out and in and out, and so we're ending up somewhere between that 60 and 65% margin. So, no, when it comes to the general election, we're not concerned whatsoever. Hey, thanks a lot for joining us. Utah GOP Chair Carson Jorgensen, we appreciate it. We have more numbers. They're beginning to flow in. So let's run through the national races first. Blake Moore with 60% of the vote, uh, far out distancing Tina Cannon and Andrew Badger. Chris Stewart with a commanding lead over Aaron Ryder, 72 to 28%. John Curtis, 64%. His opponent, Chris Herod, at 35%. Burgess Owens leads Jake Hunsaker, uh, 60 to 39 percent. And again, Senator Mike Lee, you said 57 percent of the vote. That's right. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure it's a huge worry, uh, but uh, and I do think the chairman's right in his estimation that the dialogue's going to change the closer we get to November. And, you know, there is one race that's drum tight. The U.S. Senate District 9 Democratic race, Senator Derek Kitchen with 51% of the vote, Dr. Jennifer Plum, 49%. we are going to be watching that one. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.